You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Good morning. Our, our scripture reading from, for this morning is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you caught any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. For the third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. The word of God for the people of God. Two very cool stories. 
of what Jesus did to feed people. Lane and Jean and I are back from three days at Virginia Annual Conference, whose theme was Together in Mission. So the message this morning is partly a report on what our church leaders had to say about mission, and partly a quick history of our own mission journey, feeding hungry people. Some CUMC church history for you. In 2008, we didn't just start feeding people. You don't just launch into a ministry like that without significant preparation. First, we studied the neighborhood around our church and noticed the numbers of homeless people. We did prayer walks. We prayed about best use of our time and talents. There's plenty of scripture, as you've heard this morning, in support of a feeding ministry. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, where Jesus sends his disciples out to be a blessing to the world. And our own Methodist mission echoes that statement to make disciples of Christ for the transformation of the world. I'm going to take you back more than a decade to when we started the feeding ministry. In case you weren't here at that time, most of you were. The Ace Band, now Path Forward Shelter, was not operating all year long back when we started this. Only open during the colder months of the years. And even so, there were street people dying of the cold because there wasn't room in the shelter and some folks didn't trust shelters. In August 2011, Hurricane Irene hit Arlington and we took our homeless population into the church fellowship hall to weather the storm. By then, we had built enough trust with our homeless guests that they chose the church rather than the jail. One guy said to me, we don't want no jail. (laughs) So they came to us, and the county helped us with cuts. We cooked dinner and popped popcorn to go along with movies our guys had checked out of the library. It was kind of a party atmosphere. For more than a decade, we never missed a Friday morning brunch usually feeding more than 150 people, sometimes up to 250. We got extra guests when the shelter sprayed for bedbugs, and they all got on a bus and and came down to join us for breakfast. Volunteers for America bust in folks from New Hope Shelter. We had great volunteers, and word on the street was that we had the best soup kitchen on the eastern seaboard. I don't know if that's true, but we believed him. He heard it up in New Jersey, believe it or not. Arlington Food Assistance Center, AFAC, helped us a lot with food. In March 2021, COVID hit, and we opened the bodega on the back steps of the church, and then eventually we closed up the church to move here during construction. We joined Food Rescue U.S. and started the Mana Ministry, gathering food donations from Target and local restaurants and schools, and then taking them to the shelter and AFAC. Fridays, we still slice donated Panera bread and make chicken salad sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Chef Glenn from the shelter called in a panic last week because he'd heard somewhere that we weren't going to be making those sandwiches anymore. We said, oh, that's fake news. And now we're planning how we'll transition back into that feeding ministry in February of next year when we move into our new church home. It doesn't seem possible, does it? Radical hospitality is a totally Methodist concept. We're plotting how we can have Bible and brunch right in the sanctuary. 
roll out big round tables right in there. Everybody we've pitched the idea to is totally excited. We're concerned we don't have the manpower anymore to support that, but another church has volunteered to come help. Of course, we'll continue to make the sandwiches for the shelter on Friday mornings. And now, back to annual conference reporting, now that you're up to date on what's been going on with our feeding ministry. We saw Pastor John. They're loving their home in Charlottesville. Stanley the dog got loose and took out after the FedEx delivery guy. So John was running too fast after Stanley and did a face plant. The FedEx guy got safely back into his truck, so Stanley went after a lady on the sidewalk. Fortunately, John caught Stanley before he did any damage to her, but John got bit. Pastor Sue is wonderful. She talked about growing up knowing all the words to every song, or not Pastor Bishop Sue, about knowing every song in The Sound of Music. Her favorite scene in the movie was Captain Von Trapp ripping down the Nazi flag off the front of his house. She feels the church today needs to be opposed to evil of empire. Her favorite character was the nun who ripped out the distributor caps. Bishop Sue encouraged us to get outside our church walls to do Jesus' mission, which is exactly why we started the whole feeding ministry to begin with. It's great that we've got a bishop who believes, as we do, that our mission is outside the church, not inside. The motion to support the Christmas covenant carried. I'd advise you to Google that for better understanding. It was suggested by our churches in Africa, who cannot discuss LGBTQ issues at all. And yet we in America are fully involved in such discussions. So it's hard. So our African brothers and sisters in Christ are suggesting that we regionalize in order to be able to resolve our American issues. The Christmas Covenant is not binding on the General Conference, but does provide an elegant solution for a way ahead. So that's the message from um, conference and a little message about us. Now we need to think about how we're going to start back up our feeding ministry in February of 2024 when we open the building.